Now it's time for Greg Bishop and the Council Roundup. Nearly a two-hour meeting last night. Uh Uh-huh. Committee of the Whole. Some good stuff. Good conversation. Um, And Alderman Ralph Hanauer is the chair of the Committee of the Whole. We talked to him yesterday. Uh, he did a good job doing it remotely, keeping everything on uh, on track and getting a lot of good discussion in uh, and uh, making sure that uh, they didn't spend five hours there last night. Right. So let's get right into it. Um, we're going to be hearing these types of reports from the uh, city treasurer, Misty Busher. Uh, and I think it's important for us to just hear these every week that they're presented. So we have an, an understanding of where the city's finances are right now. Uh, so this is kind of a, um, a snapshot of sorts of uh, where you know the city's bank accounts are. Thank you, Chair Hanauer. The beginning balance of the corporate fund in April was $16,425,690. We took in total receipts of $8,559,042. We had total disbursements in the month of April of $8,059,638, which left the corporate fund with an ending balance in the month of April of $16,925,094. This concludes my report, Chair Hanauer. So that seems to be uh, similar to what it was last time we heard this a couple of weeks ago. Um, so we have yet to see that crater in city revenue, but that's likely to you know, show up here in the uh, uh, next few reports moving forward. I was just going to say, though, that that's a little surprising that April was that strong. Yeah, and again, I mean, I don't know how delayed these numbers are. Uh, if they are getting money from uh, the state for, uh, like, for instance, uh, early March revenue that they're getting in April type thing. So uh, I would imagine, again, we're going to see uh, a, a more clearer crater as we uh, advance through uh, these various reports uh, month to month. Uh, so just keep that in mind. Uh, we'll hear that again, I'm sure, in the weeks ahead as well. Um, but moving on now, uh, let's talk about uh, disaster assistance and freeing up variety of funds for uh, various things. Uh, here's the mayor talking about uh, how they're going to be using uh, uh, various entities to get money to those who need it during this COVID-19 emergency. Uh, with regards to the CDBG funds, uh, two parts. One is, uh, I think, in the document says 200000 for grants of up to five thousand dollars, that would be from the uh, the awarded funds, the seven hundred ninety nine thousand. The other ones, uh, I think it's like three hundred twenty five thousand or something along that line. Two hundred and fifty thousand used for a loan loss reserve, and so what we're doing is uh, utilizing DCEO funds as well as the uh, CDBG dollars, and those were from uh, awarded previously last year. I think it was from uh, 2019. So you've got a variety of different monies that are coming in that the city's going to um, work with a, uh, a small loan um, operator, you know, one of these micro-loan places, and they're going to be fielding all kinds of applications and then uh, giving this money out to uh, you know, whoever's, you know, eligible for for these dollars Uh, more from the mayor and so this would provide uh, kind of a financial bridge uh, through uh, the next several months that uh, until they get back up and running okay do we know how soon these funds will be available alderman conley 
Well, uh, that's a good question. Uh, we'll probably have to check with HUD. Uh, we'd like to make it available as soon as possible once we get the banks uh, pledged in. And I think we'd be able to move immediately on it because we're talking about the funds that were already allocated for our previous consolidated plan is for business support. And so that was already allocated. So um, those were the dollars that we would want to use for the uh, loan loss reserve pool. So these are dollars that are going to be very crucial uh, to providing that bridge, so to speak, uh, to get over this crisis. Um, we'll see just how that uh, money is ultimately um, doled out uh, and uh, how beneficial it is to those who need it. Speaking of resources and how they're doled out, uh, a conversation last night about a tax increment finance request for one particular building downtown uh, opened up a can of worms about another TIF request that was approved months ago and then fell apart for what was supposed to be a hotel there by Club Station House. And there were rumors it was going to be a sure. casino. And then, uh, you know, where's Rooftop this building? bar. Yeah. And- it, what's going on with this? It was going to be like, a, you know, a family fun zone area with a hotel. And it was going to be a $50 million deal and all this while the city freed up some TIF funds uh, for that particular hotel. The ordinance they discussed last night was not about that. It was about something else. It was about TIF funds for St. Nicholas Hotel for elevators. Here's uh, the city clerk. $99,900. Move for debate. Proctor. Mr. Chairman, I think um, the the consensus is to uh, make a motion to hold this in committee for the time being uh, to see what the financial situation is of the city uh, and also if the federal government uh, provides some money for local municipalities. So I make the request to hold this in committee. So they're going to, you know, the request on the on the table now is to hold this TIF request for St. Nicholas Hotel to help with elevators, almost $100,000 worth, from TIF funds. All right, so these are funds that uh, are a, a separate pool of money from property taxes and any increased in the value of property taxes for the downtown area that goes into a fund, and then they use that for economic development or for assistance to businesses like uh, the St. Nicholas Hotel, where they've got some elevators they need fixed. But again, that opened up a can of worms about what's the status of another hotel project that we haven't seen you know, break ground yet. Uh, that was uh, offered up some TIF funds from this same downtown TIF. We'll get to that conversation coming up and what aldermen want to happen with that uh, other hotel project because we'll learn that there's no money at all in this TIF fund to begin with. So, oh. so, all right. Yeah. Back at it. It's Council Roundup, News Talk 94.7 to 970 right. WMAY. Need some fresh red man. Hold on. Mm, yeah, okay. Oh, Got yeah. it down now. Still a lot to get to. Uh, We'll talk uh, about whether or not uh, those associated with the city should have any interest in pot. Uh, We'll also talk about um, what the city needs to do as far as uh, reopening, uh, difference of opinion. So we'll kind of get a a sample of what's on the minds of aldermen uh, when it comes to reopening the state amid the COVID-19 crisis. But uh, other things to contend with, including how to deal with TIF money, tax increment finance funds. There's an ordinance for $99,000 to help St. Nicholas Hotel with elevators. Uh, Alderman Ralph Hanauer confused as to, well, how much money is actually there in this fund? My understanding is there there, there is no money in the, in the downtown TIF. Is that correct? <laughs> that, that's correct. And then, so we're in a negative, yeah, we're negative balance. Yeah. So not only is there no money, 
We're in, the in this fund that they're wanting to give $99,000 out of. We're in the hole. We're in the red in that fund. <laughs> Again, this is the same fund that was freeing up money for what was supposed to be like a family fun time hotel downtown Springfield. Uh, and this was talked about uh, last spring. And there were questions about whether it was legit business operation or yeah. you know what was going on there <laughs> the question should have been do we have a legit tiff yeah uh, well especially with negative funds there <laughs> right, so, exactly you know they're talking about st nicholas hotel and the elevators and the need for this but it, it raised questions about well, what's going on with this other project that's got funds that uh they're tying up that we could free up for st nicholas whenever there are funds in the uh in the tiff downtown here's alderman uh Redpath. Because we are tying up funds that we don't need to be tying up, but somebody who's having a problem with their elevator at, at St. Nick Hotel probably needs this money, and we got money tied up in projects that that uh, that we don't even know are going to come forward. Yeah, it's a big problem, big question uh, that they've got. So Alderman Donnellan also chiming in on this. We, even though we have an existing redevelopment agreement with that develop, with assuming that it hasn't been officially canceled yet with the hotel project. That if another project comes along and they get in quicker and do their project faster, they get the money first? That's a possibility, correct. So, St. Nicholas could get the money while also still freeing up funds for this hotel project. But is the hotel project even going forward? Uh, here's Val Yazel. If, if they're saying that the hotel project is not a go, um, if that's what the decision is, then yes, there would be money to do this. Now, Alderman Proctor, who originally said that he wanted to hold on to this until we could see if there's uh, federal funds that are going to be freed up for the city and so on, uh, he, he changed his idea of holding this. And instead, he wants more information, not from St. Nicholas Hotel, but from the proposed hotel project and whether or not it's actually going forward. It sounds like we're, we're going in circles and saying that it sounds like the hotel project is dead from the city legal aspect, but... But the planning office and the kind of development still says it's alive since it's in their funding allocation. Um, if the council will indulge me, I would like to make the motion for a debate so we can move this next week. And then if we can have city legal reach out or OPED, reach out to the hotel developers one last time and ask them, is it moving forward? And give them the deadline of Thursday or Friday, just yes or no. And then, then we have our money, it sounds like, to make this real project or other project move forward. And yeah, project that deals with hotel safety and elevator safety versus, <laughs> uh, you know, a project that uh, seems to be um, uh, the, the monorail, you know, the the, the Simpsons episode yeah, where a right. uh, dude shows up and he's like, hey, I got this awesome thing and just invest all this money and it doesn't even turn into anything, so... Uh, we'll see what happens with that next week uh, as they uh, try to get more information on this hotel. And uh, if, if I recall, I mean, the last update I got from from uh, officials about this hotel was uh, somebody who was going to give a loan was overseas in Africa at the time or yeah, in Europe or was supposed to be back to sign paperwork but uh, got tied up overseas or... Well, ah. did did Club Station House have a big uh, last a night, and then and then and then they had a fire ended up and stuff? I mean, I don't even know if they're in a position to reopen once everything's reopened. They're obviously well, closed and, right now, and but. they were going to be bought out. Right, ultimately, right, right exactly. Um, That's what I'm saying. They, about a few a few months ago, they actually got as far as having a last hurrah party, right. and then all of a sudden, at the last minute, oh no, we're still open. Uh. And the council roundup continues at seven forty one. 
News Talk 94.7 to 970 WMAY. Two-hour committee of the whole meeting last night. You had uh, Alderman Ralph Hanauer as the committee chair. And uh, next up is an ordinance that uh, has the city council looking at a, an increased workload. <laughs> Uh, quite a, uh, a large increased workload. Here's uh, the ordinance that's offered up from the city clerk. 2020-206, an ordinance requiring city council approval for any expenditure in excess of $2,500 of COVID-19 grant funds received from the state of Illinois or the federal government. So this would be, for instance, for things like rent for individuals or for businesses. Uh, and they're wanting to sign off on every single one of these requests. They're wanting to have aldermatic votes on each one of these requests over $2,500. Here's Alderman Joe McMiniman. Yeah, are we talking about literally hundreds of ordinances for all those participants in the, in the program? And so I'm concerned about the volume of um, time that would be devoted to this by the city council. That's the concern. Alderman Turner saying that there needs to be oversight. I think that this is a critical time in our city's history, and we want to make sure that we get it right. And she says she's fine with the workload. I personally am up to the task, and, and I'm willing to spend the time to make sure that we get it right and that we do it right. We have a limited number of... We have a limited amount of funding, so we want to make sure that that limited amount of funding does the best good for those in our community. So having that oversight of each one of these requests, uh, it's going to make for some long yeah, <laughs> well, obviously, obviously 2500 a month, yeah. it's going to be mostly businesses and not too many individuals. Because sure. if you're paying yeah. 2500 a month rent and you lost your job, you need to move. Yeah, <laughs> you're, right. Yeah, you're not following town. Dave Ramsey's advice yeah, there. 2500 a month in this town can yeah. get you something really sweet. Yep. Alderwoman DeCenso uh, likes this idea as well of having this level of oversight. We have a lot of heavy lifting going forward, period. Um, I think we all know that. There's going to be tough decisions to be made and... We're the ones that have to make them. That's what we signed up for. Yep. So true. I am completely in favor of this, Alderwoman Turner, and I would like to be added as a co-sponsor. Alderman Redpath chiming in. Everybody needs to be a watchdog right now. I know Dar uh, Alderman Turner is, is watching this closely, as we all are, and we uh, we really got to keep our thumb on this stuff because there's, there's, there's a lot of uh, activity out there that probably needs to be watched. So uh, you've got this idea of uh, we're going to see individual ordinances for, you know, applicant A, uh, they want $800, applicant B, they want $2,500, applicant C, they want $70, whatever it may be. We're going to just see this stack up one after the other. Uh, Alderman Hanauer had an interesting proposal. Is there a way you can just attach them all to, to one ordinance and, and go through it? I'm just I'm throwing that question out. So. Sure. Yeah. Could have have like an omnibus sure where you lump them all together almost like the liquor license approvals and things exactly like that exactly right <laughs> i'd like to put together ordinance number 20-75 through 82 together in one vote yeah. please well these people go i vote for all these except for if they have a problem then you know right. whatever whatever yeah. bar yeah. you know so um more from uh, alderman donnellan now looking at this certainly there could we could you know uh we could have multiple entities that they apply uh, on a single ordinance uh, and still be in compliance with this ordinance. Uh, but I think it's important to understand that uh, you know there's only going to be so many so many uh, funds available, and the fact that uh, we need to uh, you know act quickly. It's not something that should be lingering, and I don't think anybody has suggested that at all today. 
So uh, they're going to take that ordinance up, uh, which would essentially require that they sign off on each one of these requests that um, might be uh, limited to $2,500. So we'll hear more about that, I'm sure, uh, in the future. Uh, as limited funds are going to be available to help with these types of things during the COVID crisis. Uh, next ordinance. Prohibition of interest in any cannabis business by any official or employee as amended. Wow. So the city does not want any elected official or any employee of the city to have any interest in a cannabis business. Okay. That rubbed Alder Woman Turner the wrong way. So I'm not sure why we would be moving forward with this ordinance and and seek to uh, maybe tie the hands of any employees regarding a business venture. Now, uh, the mayor said this is all about transparency and keeping everybody on the up and up. Sure, transparency, similar to what we do on the liquor side of things, um, and that's why it was brought forward. But we don't. But we don't have a prohibition with employees of the city having a liquor license. Uh, well, we could remove the uh, employees. I mean, uh, Alderman Fulgenzi, he could speak to, you know, he he excuses or recuses himself with regards to that. So, and we'll hear from Fulgenzi in a moment here. But uh, Alderwoman Desenso says, listen. Uh, this is a booming business. Uh, people are going to want to get involved with it. The latest month they had, it was $37 million worth of sales. It was the second highest month of sales. Yeah. So I think it's very clear with where this industry is going. It keeps going up. It's going up and up and up, even during the stay-home orders. Yeah, that's because they're selling it for three <laughs> times the street value. They're well, making that's they're money down there. Yeah. Yeah. So Alderman Fulgenzi, um, people may you know, know he owns a restaurant. And anytime time there's a liquor ordinance that comes up, he refrains from voting on it. Because he's got a liquor license himself. Right. You know, I can't do anything about liquor. Mm-hmm. So but, but if, I don't but, have a comment. <laughs> <laughs> Back to all the Roman Desenso. So on the record that as a state employee, I cannot sell or buy into any cannabis industry related business. So this, I'm not speaking on behalf of myself because I can't do it. Yeah. But I would if I could. <laughs> Chris, you and I should uh, pull our money together and see if we can invest in a cannabis business. Yeah. I'm sure it's going to be going gangbusters, uh, (laughs) even during shutdowns. Uh, Alderwoman uh, Turner insistent on getting uh, some kind of uh, revision to this, even though Alderman McMiniman said, if you don't like this idea, just don't vote for it. It's pretty simple. But uh, Turner wants to amend it. If we're going to make a motion and a second for debate, I want to make a floor amendment that we include... All, any any business that the city regulates and or licenses. Oh, <laughs> what? <laughs> what? That sounds like a, what do you call that, a poison pill? Oh, yeah. You know, attaching that to it. Uh, so they may vote on that uh, amendment. Uh, they may shoot it down and then pass the uh, ordinance as it was proposed. Or they could uh, just, you know. Shoot the whole thing down. Shoot the whole thing down, right. Yeah. Um, so now on to uh, kind of the sentiment of uh, Alderman on where they're at with this shutdown. We heard from Alderman Ralph Hanauer uh, yesterday live on the show, who essentially said the same thing last night. Yeah, you know, we had uh, this shutdown to uh, uh, ease up the hospital capacity. That's been done. He wants to see things open back up, but Alderman DeCenso. But, but we had a record number of cases today. Um, over 4,000 new positive cases in the state of Illinois. There are no 
boundary lines. Everyone can say this is just Chicago centric, but people get in their cars and they drive and they go elsewhere. That's how this all spreads. So I think we have to take a common sense approach and I think we need to be careful. So she's urging, uh, urging caution. But people do that now. Yeah, people do that now. It's happening yeah, now. Right. It's happening now. Uh, Alderman Redpath uh, chiming in about what he's hearing. The county, the people of Springfield have done what they were supposed to do. We flattened out the curve by uh, social distancing, by wearing protective gear, and it's time for us to open up these businesses. Uh, I can tell you that they're folding fast out in Ward 1, and I've, I've, I've lost three restaurants uh, already that are not going to come back. That's rough. And I can tell you that... We're just going to have more vacant space out there yeah. uh, all over the place if, uh, if the shutdown continues. Alderman McMiniman wants a, a cautious approach. You know, as far as small business, there's some small business that would open if they could, and there's a lot of small business that would not open if they could. Why? Because there's the owners out there that don't want to face the risk. And they don't want to put their employees at risk either, and that's fine. You know, it's it's a then free country. Closed, yeah. yeah, it's your choice. If you don't want to open business, you don't have to open business. Nobody's going to force anybody to do business. Uh, and nobody's going to force anybody to go and patronize a business. Even sure. if you open up the small businesses, who's to say the consumer is going to go into the, that small restaurant and expose themselves? It's yeah, he's right about that. Yeah. But, but that's a risk that's always there. Yep, you know? Right, right, I, exactly. But- I discriminate on where I spend my dollars. And sometimes I choose not to spend my dollars at home and or at all and eat at home. That's sure. the consumer choice, right? right exactly. <laughs> and, and he's at, but 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 McMiniman is absolutely right, though. It, this is this is going to be tough enough as it is from yeah. the consumers wanting to come back. But you keep the businesses closed, they don't have a choice, and well, it just prolongs the yeah. misery. And, and and a business that's open has a chance to make money. Right. A business that's forced closed. No Zero dollars at all, period. No chance. Yeah, so sure. uh, Alderwoman Turner uh, taking the side of caution. Are not are not going to be able to come back. I, I feel for the businesses. I feel for their employees. Um, I'm feeling for everybody in this. But I, I also have to, you know, we also have to think about the loss of human life. And that is something that we cannot get back. She said that we need to rely on science, Chris. Yes. That's your council roundup.